0: <laughs>
1: fantastic. Welcome to Drazzle, the podcast that takes award-winning worst films and fixes them. I'm your host, Jack Culbertson, and here along with me, as always, is also host, Joe Nealis. Welcome back. We picked a movie so atrocious, so atrocious... <laughs> that-, <laughs> that all of our thesaurus is burned. We ran out of <laughs> words after atrocious. that We, we burned B <laughs> through Z. Uh... <laughs> So here we are same sweaty rooms same pants <laughs> same city water same special guest Scott McGrath so we where we left off we had we had critiqued Saving Christmas
0: um, I think critiqued is putting it mildly I think we <laughs> I think we bore a hole through this movie
1: now, for those of you who haven't listened to part one, which is confusing, you should probably go do that
2: I, I don't um, understand,
1: but Scott, would you like to give him a summary of the movie? Yes,
2: uh, the Christmas is broken, and the only way to fix it is to buy more shit,
1: y'all'
2: to so buy bigger hams. Bigger hams, bigger geese. Is that what you want? Bigger
1: geese, bigger geese. Uh... I don't know if I've ever eaten geese. I saw there was that one time I saw a goose fly into a a light pole.
2: Oh God! <laughs> it, was,
1: a, it was a sight to I've see. Definitely been
2: would be. eaten by a geese, but I've never eaten a <laughs> geese. <laughs> I know I
0: got chased by one by a at a pond mm. when I was like six. But
1: I've played the Untitled Goose Game.
0: Oh yeah, that's
1: it was great. pretty
0: fun. Yeah, honestly, um... do
2: you want
1: to review that instead? Do we want to? It's really it's good. Got a lot of replay value.
0: Yeah, I I mean, I still haven't. I've only watched people play it. Mm -hmm. I've not myself really dug into it, but uh, it's it's delightful.
1: Cause a real ruckus is that goose. Uh,
0: (laughs) Terrorize that guy that looks just like Griffin McElroy. Oh
1: man! Unfortunately, we can't talk about the Untitled Goose Fuck game for the next hour and a half. Um, We have to. We have to fix Saving Christmas. We
0: did contractually. Agree to do that, didn't we? I don't
1: know why, and people keep saying like that's a really good idea for a podcast. I'm like, yeah, until you have to watch this shit. So no, it's okay. We left off critiquing the film, quote unquote critiquing, but we, we didn't answer the the most important question. The question we always end our critiques with, possibly because we don't need to ask it, does Saving Christmas deserve its accolades, gents?
0: Undoubtedly. <laughs> I think it it
1: doesn't get enough hate.
2: I think it's (laughs) does it deserve worse picture? It would have to be a picture. Uh... (laughs) (laughs) Oh, can you be so far
0: off prompt that Mm -hmm. you don't actually qualify for the award? Right. Like you just get
1: an incomplete. Mm. Doesn't say dogs (laughs) can't play basketball. Um... (laughs) There's <laughs> no
0: rule, We're, we. No, we cannot air bud saving Christmas out of its Razzie. No.
2: I'm sorry. What's your solution, Joe?
0: <laughs> this
1: is not the problem I expected to have to solve today. Ah, <laughs> uh, the tables have been turned. Oh, boy. Um... Great. Fantastic. I'm going to say yes. You guys say yes. Fantastic. Let's never think about that again. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, no. In fact, you can really stop thinking about the movie altogether because um, we do. We have a very strict series of rules for fixing movies here. Um,
0: but... but
1: I didn't watch a movie. Scott, did you watch a movie? I didn't watch a movie. Joe, did you watch a movie? I'm pretty sure I did not watch a movie. That was not a movie. So I feel no <laughs> obligation to fix a movie that doesn't exist. I'm I'm pretty sure that means our rules don't apply. Our rules don't apply. And actually, you know what I'm going to do, Joe? What I'm do not going to fix it. What are you going to do? I'm going to make a sequel. Wait, what? Today oh, no. I'll be <laughs> pitching Saving Christmas Two: Pagans Revenge. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> if you felt like you were a victim before, you were wrong. But now yeah. you are.
2: <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> You know, Jack, something we didn't talk about. I think the, the budget for this film was like half a million, I think. And it made like a couple in the box office.
0: Uh, I saw it. Now, the only thing I saw about the budget was um, somebody in, in a Rotten Tomatoes comment said something about $500,000. Okay. And that Kurt Cameron brought in $2.7 off
2: of that. That's this. half a million budget. And it made a couple million in the box office. Yeah um i mean half a million isn't a lot for a movie no it's not you do no. have to wonder where, where, where did it go where did it go like the talent is like a church congregation and his sister right. and like i don't know yep. how much they're being compensated but i'm just i'm just guessing not uh nicholas cage money none of these people have a t-rex skull addiction <laughs> that they need to maintain i mean honestly like how many actual shots are in this film? Like it's gotta be the shot per like runtime has got to be such a low ratio because it's just like six shots per scene, slow down so much so they can cover the voiceover and pad it out Good to Lord. a feature length film. Like
0: just the amount of slow motion in this movie. I like, there were times where I literally felt like I had dosed something and was just perceiving time wrong.
2: So just like, where did
1: it, where, where did it where'd it go? I know shit's expensive, but, like, what shit? Would you guys like to uh, hear my much more expensive film?
0: Uh, yes. Great. Very, very much so. (laughs) All right.
1: Saving Christmas 2, Pagan's Revenge. We open on the same palatial abode, the same big chair and fire, but a clear mug with spiced apple cider. Uh you pagan. In the chair (laughs) sits a thin man with an even thinner mustache dressed in a tight candy cane-themed suit and Santa hat. John Waters looks into the camera yes! <laughs> and gives a wry smile. Happy holidays, you gorgeous perverts. <laughs> I can hear him say it. He sips from his mug, cinnamon clinging to his upper lip. In his lap lies a leather-bound tome. John explains that he has a doozy of a story to tell, a story where, some, where one lousy a-hole saves Christmas. He opens the book. <laughs> And as though bursting from the pages, we are greeted by the screaming vocals of the Oakley Doakleys. The Flanders Metal Band? Oh my god, yes. As the opening credits play, they sing (laughs) Reneducation.
0: I'm in love already, fuck yes.
1: In stark black ink, the nativity is redrawn by Todd McFarlane, (laughs) showing... my God, this is expensive as hell. It's very expensive. Uh, it gets much worse. Todd not only illustrates the nativity, but also the events of the first movie for those who didn't
0: see it. Okay, okay. So we get we get a the, the we get a, a spawn style recap. Right. Yeah. Okay.
1: <laughs> In the final frame, while the rich eat well, this is of, of of the first movie. Yeah. The screen oozes India ink. The title of the film spelling out negative saving Christmas two pagans revenge. The letters sink into the black ocean. When the camera pulls back, we see that we're in close-up of a large man's lengthy black hair. This is Weston Cage. He sits at the base of the Christmas tree, pouting, a large rectangular gift between his legs. He glares off-screen. We cut to the couch where his parents, Nicholas Cage and Holly Hunter, sit. (laughs) Holly smiles, excited to see the joy on her son's face. Nicholas Cage, dressed head-to-toe in Ed Flanders clothing, doesn't care... He could care less. No, he keeps checking his phone. Do you realize how hard it was to keep a straight face every single time you fuckers said Nick Cage throughout the first part of this? We did say his name a lot. Get it right. Oh, my God.
0: I can't believe that we...
1: There's a couple things you guys called that I'm like, fuck. Well, even, like, the metal music. You're like, I want a metal. I'm like, yeah, me too. Well,
0: Scott already made that joke to us the other day. Like, he put together that trailer that I think we should yes. share. Because that is...
2: <laughs> I got Nicolas oh, Cage shit. and metal. I'm happy, y'all. So... Where do I sign I wanna, for finances?
0: So, Jack had mentioned to me that this is the dumbest thing he's written since Knife Breaker. Oh, easily. And... That got me excited, and then I got worried because what we're talking about. Yeah. Now I'm just the happiest I've been in days. I, I should
1: – really quick because we, we did do a, a disclaimer in the first episode. Yes. Um, if if you are a person who takes the religious a, a Christian who takes the religion very seriously and uh, doesn't like to laugh about it, <laughs> I guess, uh, you're not going to like this episode. No, you're not. Um it's I, can, not, I can tell already. If you don't like movies like I remember it now, it's Last Temptation of Christ was the Scorsese. Oh, film. okay. Um, yes. and uh Dogma other any movie that like rewrites the narrative of the Bible you're you're not going to like this. It's not out and out crass, but it's takes liberties. <laughs> it takes liberties.
0: Okay. <laughs> not, Dude, I would say that not like, like the Liberty religious University. Tra- mm. <laughs> the, the sponsor of the film on YouTube.
1: I think if you have religious trauma um, you're probably fine with this one. It's
0: so if you want to skip part one and listen to part yeah, two, you just go yeah. straight to
1: part two. uh, great. Okay. <clears throat> with some encouragement from his mother. Oh, I also want to point out that we're reuniting Holly Hunter with Nick Cage. The
0: I got that. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. From raising Arizona. Yeah. Okay. Uh,
0: cool. Yeah. No, I'm picking up what you're putting down. I'm sure the audience appreciates that.
1: Wes Cage opens the box. What he sees does not thrill him. Looking over his shoulder, we see a perfectly folded green sweater and brown khakis, the exact same attire that his father is wearing. He's had it. Throwing the box against the wall, Wes stomps up to his room, shouting I hate Christmas! I assume that's how he sounds. (laughs) It's gotta be. (laughs) I spit so much. Um, (laughs) Nicholas jumps off the couch, yelling right back, don't you dare say that! Wes's bedroom door slams shut. Nicholas turns back to Holly, boggled by the display. Holly gives Nick a disappointed look. That's what you gave him last year, Nick. And the year before that. Nick Nick retorts, it's important to have new clothes, honey.
0: Only Flanders.
1: (laughs) Only Only Flanders. (laughs) Flanders. (laughs) (laughs) Only
0: Flanders.
1: (laughs) But it's clear that this isn't going to fly. Checking the time again, Nick Cage promises to make everything better. But if he doesn't get downtown soon, who will lead the protest against those filthy pagans? Pastor Cameron says that the solstice is just a bunch of lesbos scissoring. Scissoring, (laughs) Holly! (laughs) Holly pleads for him to leave them alone. (laughs) They're just holding a little winter solstice festival in the park. Nick calls her a traitor, saying that they're taking Christ out of Christmas. He stomps away, leaving Holly alone. Holding back a tear, she steps to the Christmas tree. With one hand, she reaches out, palming an ornament tucked towards the bottom. It's an ornate photo of Holly, Nick, Nick's parents, and Little Weston smiling, enjoying Christmas as a family. Oh, Nick, what happened? This is very much a whatever popped into my head... Went on the page.
0: Oh yeah, no, I'm I'm imagining this is this is so similar uh, to the actual pseudo- movie. <laughs>
1: this
0: is a pseudo stream of consciousness yeah. anti-sermon.
1: Yeah, it, it very much is. Uh, f- first draft, if even that. Uh, we cut into the inside where Nick rushes downtown r- inside of the car. He's on the phone with Pastor Cameron. This is Kirk Cameron, obviously, <laughs> promising he'll be there on time. Pastor Cameron asks Nick if Nick liked his gift to which Nick forces a yes an unopened copy of Saving Christmas (laughs) a DVD copy specifically not a Blu-ray sticking out of his coat pocket suffering a guilt trip Nick becomes distracted by his disposable coffee cup instead of saying Merry Christmas it has the gall to say Happy Holidays Nick ain't having it he takes the cup and with a sharpie scratches the words out before writing over top Merry Christmas when he looks back at the road he sees a large deer standing in front of his car Nick swerves. The coffee spills. The car spins. And with the sound of crashing metal, the screen goes black. In the dark, we hear a deep, nervous voice. Hey, Nick. Hey, Nick, are you okay? A second voice, that of a teen boy, says, Man, I told you to would look both ways before you cross the street. Nick becomes conscious in time to hear, We don't have roads at the North Pole! <laughs> Nick sees a large, big bird-sized reindeer standing over him. This is John Goodman inside a Jim Henson's puppet suit. <laughs> He looks rough, one antler busted, his red nose doll. Nick Cage freaks out, saying he must have hit his head. The deer, Rudolph, obviously, clearly explains that they've come to collect Santa Claus. Nick Cage argues with the deer, saying that Santa Claus doesn't exist. With a smirk, Rudolph says, maybe not on this earth, and maybe not in the way you imagine, but he does exist. Nick feels his head for lumps. Darren, the human boy, played by Caleb McLaughlin of Stranger Things fame, tells Nick <laughs> that they need his help. Nick screams, why? Why me? To which Rudolph says, because Nicholas, you're this Earth's Santa Claus. Yes! (coughs) Having heard enough, Nick Cage stomps back to his decimated car, looking for his cell phone to call an ambulance. (laughs) Rudolph pleads. They don't have much time. This is one of the only Earth's remaining. None of this works.
0: (laughs) It's a fucking multiverse.
1: (sighs) Until Darren shouts,
0: they stole baby Jesus!
1: (laughs) Nick Cage stops, returning to the group. Rudolph extends an arm, a snow globe containing nativity in his hoof. He shakes it, blotting out the image with artificial snow. When it clears, we discover that we've been transported to the nativity. Inside the inn, the wise men, Mary and Joseph, talk amongst themselves. Not a cave? <laughs> Jesus, asleep in the manger, is surrounded by animals and the little drummer boy, who is also asleep. We get Nick Cage voiceover, who points out that the drummer boy is Darren, which Rudolph confirms. The peaceful scene is interrupted by two giant cat eyes that come out of the night sky.
0: McCavity. <laughs>
1: you are so close. <laughs> no, no,
0: seriously.
1: A moment later, and I cannot say this for the life of me. So we're just going to call it Hala the Yule Cat. There is a Norwegian Yule Cat that is a much longer name that is Norwegian as hell. And I, I've listened to it said by other people, and my mouth does not move the way it needs to be said. Oh, okay. So from here on out, it is called the Yule Cat. And Got it, it is a giant fucking cat like two story tall cat oh shit who stands over Jesus voiced by Idris Elba <laughs>
0: <laughs> who's doing
1: Mrs. penance for what you, he did in cats
0: you just you, you couldn't help it I couldn't help just... it
1: I see I see god damn it <laughs> Idris Elba the cat the yule cat asks where are your new clothes little one between claws yule cat examines the cloth, cl- the cloth <laughs> Now, this just won't do. So Yolcat visits children. Okay. And if they have not received new clothes, he eats them. Oh. It, it's Norwegian tradition, man. <laughs> okay. I learned something today. <laughs> Yolcat scoops Jesus from the manger. It's now that the little drummer boy awakens. Seeing the cat, he picks up his drumsticks, banging on his drum, alerting everyone inside. Pissed, Yolcat swipes at Darren, cutting off both his thumbs... Oh, God. Darren screams, dropping his drumsticks, unable to hold them without thumbs. The cat disappears with Jesus just as Mary and Joseph arrive to see he's gone. Real world Darren rants, asking, how's he supposed to be the little drummer boy without thumbs? He never asked to be the little bongo boy. I mean, it's a good solution, though. Nick isn't listening. He's locked onto the face of Mary, (laughs) bereft calling for her baby, leaving the snow globe flashback. Nick says he doesn't believe that that's Jesus, but he'll help that lady find her baby. He pulls out his phone to call an Uber, but Rudolph says they have a couple more stops to make first. Turning, Nick sees Darren with a set of bongos, magic bongos. Darren pounds some sick beats, opening a wormhole. Rudolph grabs Nick and a three hop in, the wormhole closing behind them. So, hold on. (laughs) Confused. No, I mean, sure. But the... The
0: response to, I'm going to call an Uber, isn't, that doesn't work here. It's, hold on, we have a couple more stops to make. Right. All right. <laughs> Making sure I heard that correctly.
1: <laughs> so we, and, and so like that, that's pretty like written out, right? So from here, it's a little bit more bullet point. Okay. Um, uh, so we cut to a Viking colony in Germany where Dev Patel plays Klaus, the Viking Santa.
2: <laughs>
1: you, oh, you, you brought you brought Dev Patel
0: back in here too you
2: brought poor be- Merry Christmas like, <laughs> revenge of the of the Razzie actors they all pagans
0: I'm just glad I mean, you didn't call him Dave Patterson this time
1: Dave, Dave Patterson will do an axe <laughs> <laughs> actually Scott this is a really good idea. we should re- write like a a fix where we we only can use Razzie winners oh that would be fun to sell actually but like John Goodman has Never. No. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, Dev Patel, as Klaus, Vicky Santa, is slaying these shadow beasts with a massive axe. (laughs) (laughs) Nick, Nick Cage does not like this because it reminds him of his disobedient son, who is a metalhead, And therefore, wears things and is incorporated with derivatives of Viking mythology. Of course. Without them and their shitty traditions, his son would love him. Mm. Anyway, they get Klaus to join them, saying he'll be able to rid the world of these shadow demons forever. Next, we travel to the medieval English town, Uh, a mob gathered in the town square. Oh, Jesus. Uh, A smelly bearded man wearing a paper crown, played by Daniel Radcliffe, (laughs) is raised... (laughs) Is raised above the crowd. He proclaims, "I, your lord of misrule, doth proclaim. Let the fucking begin." <laughs> he would do it. He, he would, would absolutely exactly do, do it. That. Yeah, this is written for him. He wrote just for that movie one movie. scene. He's not seen again. Just, just the... <laughs> Just that one moment. Yeah. Like, that... No, just so somebody right like theaters can cliff. lean over to their girlfriend. Like, that? <laughs> no, he wouldn't do that. He would, though. (laughs) He would, though. (laughs) Saturn, who is also played by Nick Cage, speaks with the team. We learn that he is he's the one who gave Darren the time traveling bongos. Because he's Kronos. Sure. As the holiday orgy begins, (laughs) we see that the shadow creatures have followed the gang through the bongo hole. (laughs) Now in the light, we see that the shadow creatures are actually thousands of Fred Phelps's. Their bodies
0: stretched <laughs> you, to be Slenderman-esque. Scott, you planted the seed yourself, you
1: motherfucker. Uh, I had to create plot where there wasn't one. <laughs> <laughs> Rudolph, Darren, and Klaus defend the people. The people who are too busy, busy fucking to care that they're being murdered. It's an orgy. <laughs> uh, Nick Cage, however, is too busy arguing with Saturn, which is himself, saying this perversion has ruined Christmas. Unable to help the others, Saturn is taken by the Phelpses, as is Rudolph and Klaus. As they disappear into the butthole-shaped wormhole, Rudolph yells back, saying that he should have known Nick was a piece of shit. He's from the same Earth as that Kirk Cameron dick. (laughs) Surrounded, Darren grabs hold of Nick and tells him to think of a place, any place he'd rather be, before more sick beats. Of course. The two reappear outside Nick's home, except that it's now a utopia where evangelicals rule the world. It's everything Nick could ever have wanted. His son, who loves him, dresses like little Lord Fauntleroy. (laughs) (laughs) He's still an adult. I I don't know if i made that clear. Oh, no. no, As like current age. Current age (laughs) Weston Cage. Uh, Holly has giant cans. (laughs) He has a whole room of just T-Rex skulls. Uh, It's a dream come true. (laughs) And most importantly, his mother is still alive. He tears up Saying that he's become the good Christian that she she's always wanted, she hugs her son, happy to have him there. She then immediately asks what his court jester is doing out of his cage. This is Darren. It doesn't oh, take no. long for Nick to realize he sort of put his mother on a pedestal after she she died, and that she was actually super racist. <laughs> oh boy! Nick is taken to the giant pearly white castle that is the megachurch at the center of town. Oh no! This hub is overseen by Over Pastor Kirk Cameron. Nick is one of his most trusted disciples, holding the high rank of Dungeon Master. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck you. (laughs) Here, books are outlawed. The gospel given only through oration, so that in the off chance that over pastor Cameron needs to like change the wording a bit. He just does and claims that it was always that way. Sure. Darren, now dressed in like super racist attire, pleads with Nick to help him find the others. But Nick doesn't want to leave this paradise. However, after a night of quote-unquote procreation with his wife, which is akin to two two two-by-fours rubbing back and forth until warm, (laughs) Nick is having some second thoughts. At work, Nick learns that the Dungeon Master is a literal title. His office is in the dungeon, which he is the master of. There, he's amazed to find gods, gods from every religion, chained and caged. He finds the imprisoned Rudolph and Klaus, but before they can make their escape, Nick is drawn to the furthest, darkest room. He discovers a man in robes with a beard, on A cot reading a copy of the Communist Manifesto. <laughs> this is Jesus Christ. Excellent. So, uh, <clears throat> take a give my a voice a break. Uh, how you so guys, guys feel about
0: that? I think I think we can call that maybe a uh, we'll call that a break for ads. Uh, it's a pretty oh, right. pretty yeah, uh, powerful yeah. oh. image to uh, let people th- here, let people here, here, consider here. Let for me, a, let a me moment. Live it
1: with some more power. This is Jesus Christ and, and ads. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the Geeky Dad.
2: And we're the Multiverse Kids.
0: And sometimes we review movies,
2: shows, or books.
0: But all the time, we have fun. Join us every week and um, listen to our show. And sometimes we might even have a special guest. So join us at the Geeky Dad Podcast.
1: Welcome back. Uh, we're going to jump right back into Saving Christmas 2, Pagan's Revenge. As you have recalled, Nick Cage, who is the dungeon master in an evangelical utopia, has just gone to the furthest room in his dungeon to discover Jesus Christ, re- reading the Communist <laughs> Manifesto. Nick enters the room and speaks with Jesus. Jesus explains that he grew up as a prisoner of Kirk Cameron, Nick asks why Kirk would want to do that. He's an evangelical. A voice in the dark says, I can answer that. <laughs> this is Satan, played by Steve Buscemi. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, Excellent.
1: So a little, little bit of evangelical history, which uh, we should have said in, in our first episode. Evangelicals believe that after 1,000 years of misery, Jesus Christ will return. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that's a common knowledge or not, but I do want to point that out. Satan explains that in the original timeline, evangelicals, after having successfully caused 1,000 years of straight misery, brought about the end of days. When Jesus came to punish those on Judgment Day, the evangelicals were super pissed to learn that they were going to hell, and all the gays were not.
0: It's kind of like if you actively cause misery, you're Uh, kind of a dickhole and you get sent to hell for
2: uh, it. The universe doesn't. It doesn't have any bearing on reality, and I'm confused.
1: (laughs) Satan thought this shit was hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) Of course. That is until he saw that Rob Zombie was going to heaven. They had party plans. God fucking damn it. (laughs) So he offered Kirk Cameron a deal, his soul, for any wish. No, no. Knowing he's going to hell either way, Kirk wished to become a time traveler. Satan thought, fuck it. This will be funny. <laughs> this this will be funny. And plus me and Rob still get to party. Yeah. We had plans, goddammit. <laughs> but he didn't know Kirk was going to time travel, time kidnap Jesus to prevent the end of days. Of course, Kirk still preached Christianity. How else was he going to be able to control his cult members? Hmm. hmm. Slow clapping, Kirk Cameron steps from the shadows to confirm. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> Wait, he's also in the cell. He's why he walked in. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, to confirm Satan's story. Not that it'll matter. The earths are all collapsing in on this continuity. And then the evangelicals will live forever. He summons the Phelpses. No. Do you want to give a, a quick summary of who fred phelps is
0: oh yeah I, I can give you a quick uh and dirty crash course here on fred phelps so That's he true. was the founder of the westboro baptist church who are i mean culturally irrelevant at this point yeah. uh this motherfucker died if i'm not mistaken like
1: most of his children have disowned him
0: yeah like uh but he his church was the one that would always be around like holding up like you know inflammatory signs about how like god hates gay people with you know slurs on them and so on and so forth they would even like go to like the funerals of soldiers to like like people who died overseas you know as their bodies are being brought home and they would protest their funerals too it was like there's some weird sick nonsense there um my Favorite thing about them though is that there's a house directly across the street from their headquarters that is just the loudest, gayest looking house in the world. And I thought you
1: were gonna bring up Red State.
0: Oh, but no, that is the other thing is uh Kevin Smith's oh. film Red State, um, a film which he insists is not political, um, which I, I think is incredibly frustrating to me, but I don't. Okay. Uh, sure. He basically sh- creates a Westboro Baptist esque mm-hmm. organization. John Goodman is the main character in yes, the film. He's like the, poli- so. like the the police detective. He's the police.
1: He's like the main antagonist. Yeah. And um. Oh gosh, I can't remember. Well, no, his well, name. no,
0: cause John, no, John Goodman's not the. Um... I guess it depends on who you think the good guy is. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah.
1: It was a, it was a rough movie. It's and, it's weird and out there, and uh, the Westboro Baptist Church also. <laughs> Uh, protested also, prot- also
0: protested protested that which I wonder if Kevin Smith infiltrated that protest. Cause...
1: He he invited them in to see the movie <laughs> and like whatever because um, I think Fred Phillips was already passed at that point. I
0: yeah to have I don't know why I
1: said it like he passed like he fucking died. Yeah no like he's warm the, he, was, like he, was, he was, already, was he was already he was already warm um, food at that point. He uh, Kevin Smith invited whatever daughter was in charge and she's like oh Kevin that movie's filthy. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well and I uh, that's all I need to know about Fred Phelps um, yeah fucker's dead he's dead and he was a piece of shit Nick Cage tries to help Jesus escape but Jesus says he's staying he believes in humanity to do the right thing as no much, it's, 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 don't that's a bad idea <laughs> as much as Nick no, wants to believe that no. too he's seen what humanity did to him <laughs> what they did to the timeline Jesus says yes regardless he has faith in people Darren hands swollen from too much bongoing, <laughs> says he can maybe manage like one last escape. They will go... with feet. <laughs> I guess he could bongo with his feet. He has to have really tiny thin legs, just all the powers uh, up top. Oh, that's... Um, yep. Skip leg day. All of them. Uh, <laughs> they will go visit Mithra, the sun god who sees all and will know where baby Jesus is hidden. And they do manage to escape as the Phelps fill the dungeon. They arrive in a massive city, a technological wonder. Nick says... This doesn't look like Iran. Darren calls him a racist, asking what he expected. Tents and camels? But Rudolph says that Nick might be right, bringing everyone's attention to the giant flying bug blots out the sky. Unfortunately, they fucked up, going to Japan, where they found Mothra, not Mithra. (laughs) Oh, no.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Fucking idiots.
1: (laughs) Before they can regroup, the felts come out of the residual wormhole surrounding them. A battle ensues. Mithra spit blast. I have, I gotta be honest, I've never actually seen a Godzilla movie, so I don't know what Mithra does. Mothra, Mothra does. <laughs> <Whoop>. uh, <laughs> um, but in this one, Mothra, which I'm pretty sure is female, spit blasts Phelps's. Sure. Um, it's
0: it's it's fine.
1: Uh, Klaus cuts uh, through them a path to the high ground. De- Dev Patel really gets screwed in this one. Like in this draft, he he doesn't get the attention I would give him in like a second or third draft. Sure, sure. Meanwhile, Rudolph begs Nick to think. He's from the same earth as Cameron. Where would he hide Baby Jesus? That's when Nick puts it together. Cameron hid Jesus in the one place no person would ever look. Saving Christmas. <laughs> Nick removes the copy of Saving Christmas from his coat, opening it, and like the Necronomicon, is sucked inside. No
0: no. Mm, let's
1: go back there.
0: Except now Nick Cage is in it.
1: Yeah. He, he was already you guys. <laughs> Nick Cage sneaks around the dance party in the living room. And there it is. The snow globe of the nativity. Nick raises it above his head, whispers, Rosebud, motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) And chucks it at the ground. (laughs) Baby Jesus rolls out unharmed. Now they just have to make their escape. However, when Nick rounds the corner, he finds Kirk. Standing in front of a tree, his wife and son tied to it. Guarded by a... I still can't remember the name of the group at this point, so I named them the the fetal fancy fans. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) Family Force 5. In looming over everything is the massive Yule Cat. Kirk explains that this is Yule Cat. Yule Cat punishes children who haven't received new clothes for Christmas. Kirk says, it's some stupid druid thing.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Of course he does. (laughs) He
1: still doesn't know what that word means. (laughs) Kirk asks Holly if she got any new clothes for Christmas. She says no. Then Kirk asks Weston... If he got any new clothes for Christmas, a shame wested that he threw them away. The Flanders clothes. He still got them, though. He still received them as a gift.
2: You found my only plot hole. <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: I guess we'll just finish it here. <laughs> <laughs> Check us out. Oh, boy. Kirk offers Nick Cage a trade. Baby Jesus for his family. To Kirk's surprise, Nick rejects his offer. Then Nick Cage starts undressing. He gives his shirt to his wife and his pants and shoes to his son standing in his underpants. Nick tells Kirk to hand over his family, but Kirk just smiles. Jesus doesn't have any clothes. you got to give Jesus some boxers. Kirk puts his hand out. Again, he is denied. With baby Jesus in one hand, Nick Cage negotiates the removal of his tidy whities then wraps them around baby Jesus. (laughs) In (laughs) swaddling drawers. (laughs) Outraged, Kirk commands Yule Cat to eat Nick Cage. He commands everyone to eat Nick Cage. In slow-mo, the horde of Phelps rush Nick and Jesus, Yule Cat lumbering over top of them. Uh, uh, What's that Olympic sport where they push the ice down? Curling? Curling the uh, uh, Christians, the character, sliding towards Nick Cage. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, um, (laughs) Nick Cage hunches over to protect Jesus. Just as the tidal wave is about to descend upon them, Weston Cage, dressed in his dad's and in Flander pants, hair thrashes his way through. Yes! (laughs) Phelps flying off in every direction. He reaches his dad. They share a smile before Nick tells Weston to hold Jesus for him. (laughs) Weston asks what he's going to do. Nick says he's gonna bust a nut. I forgot to look up a song, but this is done to uh, some song by Inceptum. Which is Weston Cage's metal band?
0: Oh, okay. It's like, it's, it's like a death metal band. Okay.
1: Um, for reference, uh, <laughs> I could not. For for those who are listening, I'm not a big metalhead person. Like it's, just, no, I'm, it's not. I'm an,
0: it's not Jack's cup of tea. I'm an
1: old person. Um, well, me, however. <laughs> but like, and, and Scott, you're you're also an enjoyer of metal, I, I believe. Yeah, like uh, aluminum, magnesium,
2: <laughs> titanium.
1: <laughs>
0: who's yes. tungsten it, the Oakley Doakleys <laughs> <laughs>
1: so like I made it through like the entire Oakley Doakleys album like it was yeah Oakley
0: do yeah, Doakley is fun yeah. as hell yes. it's great it's Oakley Doakley. Yeah. <laughs> thank you
1: whereas in Septim I'm like nope
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah I can't see you getting into that for half a second
1: <laughs> uh, I tried anyway they're playing uh, death metal as the scene rushes forward he screeches there's double drums Nick Cage does what Nick Cage do and goes a little like Nick Cage crazy, grabbing the people-sized nutcracker by the fire. He blunders, beats, and cracks his way through the Phelpses. He slides underneath Yolcat and crushes his nuts in the nutcracker.
0: Oh no! He goes right for Yolcat's trouble puffs. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and then when he's only feet away from Kirk Cameron. Kirk runs, disappearing through a door of blinding light. I forgot it got stupider. (laughs) I (laughs) surprised myself that it gets even worse. Ah, Um, you are sticking to the original's motif. Still naked, Nick Cage steps into a room made entirely of TV screens, each with a little Nick Cage on display. (laughs) Nick watches as a... God damn it, Jack. Nick watches as a flaccid Kirk screeches across the floor. His lower torso... Replaced with a narrow meat tube. A second later, it disappears into a pair of slacks, like a tape measure sucked back into his plastic housing. <laughs> the owner of this paper thin metaphor, you see, Kirk Cameron's a dick. Like it's a it's a dick. Oh, He's a dick. Gotcha. Like the meat tube is the the shaft. Yeah. Um, and then it's getting sucked back into a, a giant man's pants. It's a metaphor. Uh. <laughs> uh the owner uh, sits at the far end of the room in in a big boy chair. Ooh. This pompous. Former presidential manchild is exactly who you think he God is. God damn it! He smiles at Nick, saying, "Very good, Nick. It took you only half as long to reach me this time." He goes on to explain that Nick has gone through this cycle thousands of times. <laughs> Don't look at me like that.
0: I'm so angry. <laughs> thousands of times,
1: each, each choosing, each time choosing to reset the universe so that the evangelicals complete their one thousand years of misery, make a deal with Satan. And then kidnap baby Jesus before Nick is brought back to this exact point in time. Did you, were you, did you want me to pause? No. Okay. <laughs> the giant man baby says <laughs> that he can make a deal with Nick. <laughs> he being the art of making a deal, of course. <laughs> yeah, sure. Nick can choose to let the events play out, likely ending with the evangelical-led world we saw earlier. Or he can reset things as he has done every other time. At least with that option he gets 1,000 years before the world ends. Trump corrects himself. Well, 960, the countdown started when Reagan was elected. (laughs) 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 So that's my best guess, Scott. (laughs) I'll take it. (laughs) Nick Cage, rock hard, chooses option B. The orange toad blinks, returning Nick to battle. So he's like blinked back into the other Mm room. Things have only gotten worse since he left. The room is filled with Phelps, his son and wife losing the battle. Weston throws <laughs> throws up, having thrashed too hard and too long. <laughs> Holly holds baby Jesus before her, using his beams of holy light to blast, th- blast through the Phelps. But it is well past nap time, and baby Jesus is quickly fading. <laughs> <laughs> then Nick sees Kirk, laughing maniacally at the far end of the room, and he gets an idea. Turning to the snack table, Nick grips the massive vat of hot chocolate. He lifts it over his head and dumps the scalding hot hot chocolate down his body. Teeth bared, Nick screams. The room goes silent, everyone looking at the steaming hot chocolate man. Nick Cage utters one word, Sly. (laughs) (laughs) I should have known we had
0: Scott coming on, you were gonna make that reference. (laughs) Obviously.
2: Uh, we did we refrained earlier, so I'm pretty happy we made it this far.
1: <laughs> with a running start, naked ass Nick Cage belly flops onto the linoleum floor. Oh, Lubed up with cocoa, he glides towards Nick Cameron with unimaginable speed. He hits Kirk's legs, breaking them backwards. Oof. Nick then climbs on top of Kirk Cameron and plants a chocolatey moist kiss on his smug fucking face. Oh,
2: no, but it's not his wife.
1: <laughs> the room awaits for Kirk's response. Kirk looks into Nick's eyes, terrified. Kirk smiles and whispers with astonishment, You're hard. (laughs) Nick jumps to his feet, proclaiming, He's hard! (laughs) The the Phelps screech. Their muscles contract. With a weasely voice, they quiver, Gay, gay, so gay. (laughs) Before bursting into a cloud of ash, Kirk tries to defend himself, saying it was just like a defense mechanism, but it's too late. Not only are the Phelps disintegrating, but so is the entire world around them. In a fit of rage, Kirk tries to strangle Nick. Kirk's hands outstretched. Nick bites down on them, spraying Killbill style blood uh, into his face as Kirk slowly floats away. He like bites himself free because he's yeah. like, the hands are trying. <laughs> <laughs>
0: just bites right through his wrists, just his thumbs specifically. Uh, Oh, okay. So we're mirroring what happened to the the drummer boy earlier. Okay.
1: Nick makes it to his family and Jesus Weston scared. They're being left in the dark and they are soon. It is only them floating through the void because the movies that just disintegrate around them.
0: Okay. There we go. It's
1: it's created a a void in the timeline
0: because there was because now there was never a saving Christmas.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's, there can't be a sequel if there's no one. (laughs) Mm. Mm, <laughs> I wish I could preserve that look you just made from outside. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh
2: I want a Han Soldo at that moment.
0: <sighs> oh,
1: holy <laughs> shit! shit. Uh, okay, we cut. We cut back to Klaus. you up and Darren. <laughs> Making their final stand. In the distance, we see Mothra going down, overwhelmed by the Phelpses. Oh no. Rudolph, holding the open DVD case, looking at it, it's inside a black pond. He tells Darren that he thinks they've got Jesus, but he can't see them. Darren tells him to use his nose. <laughs> Rudolph says he can't. He took a vow of darkness after the things he did during the Elf Day Massacre. <laughs> oh no can we get that movie <laughs> Darren says it's okay he can be forgiven he was just a cog in the capitalist machine oh, No, you can really see where like whatever's coming in <laughs> <laughs> it's just going okay at that point
0: you're just <laughs> you're just grabbing words <laughs> you had a mad lib. yeah
1: <laughs> we cut back to the family drifting in darkness ready to give in and suddenly a red light appears in the sky Nick Cage tells his family to grab hold of his feet as he swims towards the light. The DVD case explodes in Rudolph's hoofs. Nick West and Holly and Baby Jesus appear, but they are no less saved. Nick tells Darren to get them out of there, but Darren says the bongos aren't strong enough. He'd need at least a... What's the big drum in a bass kit? Is it just like a bass drum? It's a bass drum. Okay. Yeah. He would need at least a bass drum for that amount of people. <laughs> Not that it would even matter because he doesn't have thumbs Nick smiles before reaching into his mouth and producing two thumbs, slamming them on the thumbless boy.
2: <laughs> God! Fuck!
1: <laughs> but wait! He still doesn't have enough, uh, a powerful enough drum. Klaus puts a hand on Darren's shoulder. Boy, have you seen this ass? Klaus turns, raising his tunic revealing a real dump truck of a booty. <laughs> what? Ru- Rudolph snaps two pieces of antler off uh, to, to make drumsticks, handing them to Darren. Oh. Ow. Oh, that's extremely oh. painful. <laughs> There's a strange amount of body horror in this
0: movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> astounding amount of body horror.
1: Over and over again, the group chants, a Darren, Equipped with a new pair of thumbs, be it racist thumbs, drums that Dev Patel ass so hard and so good, it cracks time and space. Everyone jumps in, and the screen shows black. <laughs> As the sequel collapses in on itself.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> we cut the Weston sitting on the floor, a Christmas gift sitting between his legs. We cut to a couch where Nick Cage... Holly Hunter, Rudolph, Darren, Klaus, and Baby Jesus watch with anticipation. Weston opens the gift to find a massive spiked collar to be worn to Sunday Mass. I, I didn't know what Evangelicals did. Was it a mass? Yeah, so, it's, okay. yeah,
0: it'd be, yeah. It would be. It would be Sunday Mass still. Yeah.
1: Everyone hugs. Nick tells his son that he loves him just how he is. Klaus says he must be off. He needs to return Baby Jesus before the Ice Giants discover he's missing. Looking into the camera, he says. But that's a story for another day. <laughs> Everyone laughs before we cut back to John Waters as he closes the book and sets it in. Originally, I had uh, him set it aside, but I think he's going to th- fucking throw it in the fire. <laughs> yeah, I think that I think that fits and it finishes by saying, and yet I can't get funding for a movie. Yeah. <laughs> the end.
0: <laughs> Outstanding.
1: So here's normally where we would, like, compare the contrast the two, like, the movie nope. and the fix, but, like, good luck. Yeah, have fun with that,
2: someone. Um, <laughs> like, Jesus Christ. I think any, any is probably historically more accurate, <laughs> um, slightly less uh, nonsensical plot holes, but the, more fun. Slightly. It was fun
0: as hell. Oh, my God. Um I I love the incorporation of all those other traditions and those and yeah. those those little historical tidbits like that I think that really helped establish the establish the opposition to the original and uh gave it some you know some fun set pieces to play mm-hmm. with and whatnot too I mean it <laughs> Jesus
2: fucking Christ I feel like it was like just one long TikTok video of, like, who's that Pokemon? <laughs> and then, like, it's Pikachu! It's the Phelps! Fuck! <laughs> <laughs> but, like, just one character after yeah. the other,
1: after the other enters his foray.
0: It's John Goodman! <laughs>
1: um, it, it's,
0: it's Steve Buscemi as Satan!
1: <laughs> if, if I were to lose my fucking mind and do a second draft of this, I would... Build build the relationship between John Good Rudolph and Nick Cage, so there's like more of a friendship there, mm. and th- that's why I had them visit both the Viking land and medieval Europe before <laughs> they were kidnapped, so they could build a relationship while they were in Germany.
0: Uh, is this going to be what we do every Christmas now? As we add on to this fucking <laughs> monstrosity?
1: <laughs> oh my god don't tempt me like each each christmas is a new draft until somehow we're out in the middle of norway filming this motherfucker Oh
0: my god somehow we actually get nick cage weston cage we
1: we get john goodman but he won't do the suit so it's just we just get like mike to (laughs) wear a giant fat suit oh
0: my god oh man I was. I need to know who Dev Patel's ass double is going to be.
1: You know, it's it's true. I was like, I should look at Dev Patel's ass before I write this scene, because I don't know if it's quite as, as, as supple as I, <laughs> I'm writing it to be. But and he has some time to work on it.
0: He <laughs> has some time to work on it.
1: Uh, <laughs> Build them glutes. Yeah. <laughs> Just, um. Fuck. I can't even, like, it's normally well here's why i did this and here's why i did this i'm like there's no reason no this is you latched onto a way to get
0: started you pushed a ball down you pushed the snowball down the hill and just whatever stuck to it Uh, like this is this is the end result of your katamari Damasi run
1: like i don't even remember what the starting idea was i'm not surprised (laughs) i knew i didn't want to deal with kirk cameron
0: I mean, yeah, you sh- you shouldn't ever want to deal with Kirk Cameron. Oh,
1: I remember what it was. I was so, like, the only relationship in the movie that could, could be fixed is Christian's marital issues. And I was like, I knew I wanted to use in a cage because mm-hmm. I just wanted to. Uh yeah. I was like, oh, he could have like marital issues. And like, well, but for what reason? Oh, because he and his son, which is a, which I knew like kal Um yep. I think kal L is not in a metal band. I don't think which so. Which is why I had to go with Weston. Yeah. Um, but I'm like I knew he had a son named Kal-El that looked like a looks like fucking Nathan Explosion from Metal Autodes. He really he does, yeah. yeah. And then from there, my brain just multiplied I, <laughs> like herpes. <I> oh no. <laughs> okay, so um, so that is my fix for Saving Christmas. Wow. Join us next su- Christmas <laughs> for draft two of Saving Christmas two. I pagans revenge.
0: I don't know if I'm like thrilled at the prospect of revisiting that or if I'm terrified It's, it's only going to get longer. It would have to, right? Like I, But I think I by that point you you will have maybe watched a, a Godzilla movie.
1: I, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll definitely just, do my research on Mothra. <laughs> <laughs> the one thing I didn't research. Uh <laughs> What was he? Oh, oh. You, you got the Matrix Reloaded reference, right? Uh,
0: yeah, I, okay. I uh, yeah, I, I had a feeling that was kind of what you were going okay. for. I didn't, I just I didn't know. I like,
2: never watched that scene in the Matrix and thought, huh,
1: Donald <laughs> Trump? That's what this needs. Well, I wanted. To show that evangelicals were basically the flaccid dick of Republicans. Like, they don't have any <laughs> respect for, like, Republicans don't actually have any respect for the evangelicals or the no, church. I mean, no, they mm.
0: view them as useful idiots,
1: yep. basically. Yeah. yeah. They, they view them as like ways to get elected. Yeah. 100%. Um, like, as soon as Reagan was elected by the evangelicals, he basically was like, all I said, that uh, shit I said I was going to do. No. Yeah. Um. and I was like I could use Ronald Reagan but then I wanted to use that Ronald Reagan s- joke somewhere else so like and I was like I could use Mitch McConnell but I needed like a more like iconic figure and like yeah. the, I was like I could use Nixon which I think is hilarious but I don't know I mean, that it, would like... be fun. it would be pretty funny actually and then that but... scene with him and Nixon would just grow
2: because <laughs> <laughs> Nick
1: Cage just... talking to Richard, Richard Nixon you, you while want... Kirk Cameron's dick is <laughs> dick body like literally sticking out of the zipper uh, guys gotta go I, some, I got some writing to get done tonight <laughs> <laughs> we, get, we, get three. <laughs> we get a call dick indeed
0: we get a call three in the morning guys I've written 150 pages <laughs>
1: took, it's just the scene I, I took a stop. bunch of Adderall <laughs> just... uh, how do you even end an episode like this I don't
0: know I feel like at this point if, if anybody's even watching this there's just our NSA agent Gary just right. kind of like hey, shaking
1: his head and crying <laughs> See, I, I keep asking to be reassigned <laughs> Why do they make me listen to this? Uh, Sorry, Gary. Next year. Um, So uh, I guess since (sighs) this is our... This episode won't even be in December. It'll be like this first week of Uh, January. Merry
0: Orthodox Christmas, everybody. (laughs) there we go. Um,
1: We hope you had a... Happy holiday, solstice Christmas. We don't care what you celebrated. just hope that it wasn't miserable
0: yeah just have have a good time with your loved ones uh celebrate what you want what what feels right to you and uh
1: <laughs> stay warm and try not to get too depressed it's <laughs> yeah, it's rough out there, Scott is there anything you'd like to promote? Yes, um, nice pajamas if you'd like to contribute to the Kickstarter
2: for saving Christmas too <laughs> pagan's revenge um <laughs> Please follow the link in the podcast info. And uh yeah, until then, Good you can Lord. you can find me lurking in the background of
1: Twitch chat. <laughs> uh Thank you for all the support we've gotten. We've we've I don't know, picked up a lot of listeners in the last couple of weeks. Last yeah, couple episodes.
0: I mean, hell, within the last like three hours. Yeah, yeah, just it it blows us away like how much support we've been getting for this show this little this little stupid project that we've been just <laughs> just having fun with people seem to really enjoy it and we're really appreciative of that uh thank you for all the kind words thank you uh to anyone who has left reviews for the show please rate and review us on a on a apple podcasts podchaser uh you can review indiv- uh, individual episodes and leave comments about what you, what you liked on good pods uh which is quickly becoming one of the best places for indie podcasting. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, check check out stuff there. Check us out there.
1: We're going to have stickers soon.
0: We're going to have stickers soon. Shiny ones. Uh, we're going to have shiny stickers <laughs> soon. We, I know we, we, we kind of like half-heartedly talked about that like months and months ago, but like, yeah, we're actually going to yeah. do that. Uh, it's going to be... You know, oh, and this and,
1: will be our last episode before break.
0: And this will be our last episode before we take a bit of a break. We were supposed to take a break in December, and that did not happen. Fucking cats! <laughs> Fucking cats. Oh, my God. We had to put so much work into cats. It really just, like, backed everything up. But we're going to take a little break uh, in January. We'll probably be back. We'll be back after that. We might have a little bit of something. We'll yeah, be active on socials. But... And, uh...
1: Yeah, make come come back in uh, February because we're we're sure we will sure do something that Scott's gonna say. Right. We're gonna
2: razzle dazzle yeah. Hell yeah!
1: Hell yeah!